case is called Jepson and Rackerson, and it's about rent repayment orders. So a rent repayment order is an order that can be made by the first tier tribunal requiring a landlord to repay rent to a tenant or to pay housing benefit or universal credit to a local housing authority. Uh, and the issue in the case is whether a rent repayment order can be made against only a direct landlord of a tenant or whether it can also be made against a superior landlord, so a landlord who is higher up the chain of, of lettings. I act for the superior landlord who says that a rent repayment order can't be made against him and the appeal is going to be heard in two days time by the Supreme Court but it's actually had a very long litigation history. I first argued this exact point in 2019 in the first tier tribunal where the landlord was unsuccessful and then again in the upper tribunal where again we were unsuccessful and then again in the Court of Appeal where we were successful and this is going to be the appeal by the tenants against the Court of Appeals finding that a rent repayment order can't be made against a superior landlord. A rent repayment order can only be made against a landlord where they've committed a relevant housing offence, which is a particular specified criminal offence in relation to housing. The key issue in this appeal is whether a superior landlord can avoid liability for a rent repayment order by using what's called a rent-to-rent model. Rent-to-rent is uh, something that's become quite popular over the last decade or so. And the, the broad model is you've got the owner of the property at the bottom, they grant then a lease of the property generally for less than seven years, so they haven't got to register it at the land registry, and they grant that to either a company that they control or sometimes a third-party company with no obvious links to them or even to another individual. And then that company or individual rents the rooms out to the actual occupiers, hence rent to rent. You rent it to the first company who then rent it to the occupiers. And the way the law stands at the moment following the Court of Appeals decision is that where you've got one of those setups, the person at the bottom, so the landlord granting the tenancy to the company, is immune from the rent repayment order regime because you can only have a rent repayment order between the actual occupiers and their immediate landlords. We act for Safer Renting, who are an organisation who uh, have been applying for rent repayment orders for tenants uh, since the Housing and Planning Act 2016 really expanded the scope of rent repayment orders. Safer Renting has been granted permission to intervene in the Supreme Court case and has made submissions about how landlords have been using the rogue landlords have been using the rent to rent setup as a way to avoid liability that they would otherwise have incurred. One of the important issues that the Supreme Court is going to have to decide is the extent to which words are the key to understanding the meaning of a statute and Parliament's purpose in enacting the statute, or whether in fact the courts can look more to the policy background uh, that underlies the Act in interpreting what it is that Parliament set out to do. And this is where our client Safer Renting comes in. So Safer Renting is making two points that we, we hope go down well with the uh, Supreme Court. The first is to try and explain how, uh, a million miles away from the facts of this case, how at the bottom end of the private rented sector, uh, particularly criminal, unscrupulous landlords use this sort of regime to abuse tenants and to frustrate local authority enforcement. And then secondly, Safer Renting is explaining how from the Housing Act 2004, when rent repayment orders are first created in their, in their initial form, through a series of policy papers and white papers and parliamentary debates, Safer Renting says 
you can see that Parliament's clear intent was to expand these rent repayment orders to anyone who is involved in, in property, such as true landlords rather than intermediate landlords, and that when you're interpreting the legislation, you should bear in mind that what Parliament's trying to do is drive rogues out of the sector rather than uh, get too hung up on the niceties of the words. In reaching this decision, the court is going to have to look back at a case it decided uh, last year in a judicial review case, an entirely different context, called uh, the Project for the Registration of Children as British Citizens case, where the court gave some general guidance as to when courts can look at pre-legislative material, so background briefing materials, material that led up to the passage of an Act of Parliament in Parliament, and whether that is relevant to interpreting what Parliament intended in, in passing the words of the statute. So what my client, who is not a rogue landlord, says in response to the arguments about policy is that uh, in many cases a landlord can use a rent-to-rent scheme perfectly legitimately uh, and such schemes can provide many benefits to tenants. Just because a landlord uses a rent-to-rent scheme, it does not mean that somehow they are a bad landlord or a rogue. So the Supreme Court is going to have to weigh up the different interpretations of all of this policy material and this background material in reaching its decision about what the right interpretation is. Another very interesting thing that the Supreme Court has to consider is something called the principle against doubtful penalisation. So it's a long-standing principle of statutory interpretation that if a statute has a penal consequence on someone where there is ambiguity in the language or doubt about what it means, that doubt should be resolved in favour of the person against whom the penalty would fall to be applied. The outcome of this appeal will be hugely important for all landlords and tenants in the private rented sector. Uh, If we win and the appeal is dismissed, it's great news for landlords because it means that they can, if they want to, use rent-to-rent models to ensure that they are insulated from the rent repayment order machinery. Uh, Our case in response to that is simply that if Parliament wants to uh, change the law to make sure that superior landlords can be the targets of rent repayment orders, they need to do so by legislation. And what we say is that it's not the proper purpose of the court, even the Supreme Court, to essentially legislate on behalf of the government. And we know that the department is looking very closely at the outcome of this appeal and is maintaining a watching brief. So whatever the outcome, it may be that it results in a change of the law. The, the difficulty with this is that whilst no one suggests Tom's client is, is a rogue landlord, it would be naive, we suggest, to think that rogue landlords are unaware of the benefits that come from using these rent-to-rent structures. And indeed, one of the things our client gives evidence on is the growth in rent-to-rent among the particularly the bottom end of the, of the private rented sector. Uh, it, it may be that if the decision goes one way or the other, Parliament intervenes when Michael Gove finally brings forward the Renters Reform Act at some stage this year. Um, Of course, it may equally be the Supreme Court decides the law is sufficiently clear already uh, and decides that the FTT and Upper Tribunal were correct in their construction. Uh, We await await the outcome. The reason this is of practical importance is because the rent-to-rent companies are often shell companies with perhaps one pound in assets. And so if you were to get a rent repayment order against them, there's no chance you'll ever actually get that money back. And so the, the entire point of the rent repayment order is defeated. 
it's perfectly legitimate for a property owner to use the rent-to-rent -rent model in that way because it means that they uh, are freed from the hassle of the day-to-day -day management of a property. Instead of having to find tenants and draft tenancy agreements, they've let the flat to a company which can do that for them. Instead of having to deal with the repairs, they've let the flat to a company that can also do that. So in many cases, the model can be great for property owners and it can also be great for tenants.